today on the Rita Made Me Do It show. A little bit of a challenge, of course, especially when I'm there, I guess, pitching myself or speaking about it because I do want that flexibility. I want to come across with those boundaries right from the start. But at the same time, I do kind of slip back into that corporate mindset of, well, this is another business owner and they're hiring me and they want me to do this. So now I guess I'm kind of like their employee. Whereas at the end of the day, it's just two business owners having a discussion. Because of Rita, I got on the news. Because of Rita, I had 15 speaking engagements last year. Because of Rita, I've become a six-figure business owner. Because, because, of, Rita, because of Rita, I've doubled my revenue by doubling my clients. I'm Rita, business strategist, speaker, and success coach. Also known as the gal who went on 35 dates in 35 days and vlogged all about it. And this is the Rita Mimi Do It Show where every week I bring you the real information about what it takes to go all in on your dreams so that you can build a profitable business and live a positive life. Some weeks I'll have a guest and others it'll be just you and me, like we're out on my deck sharing a bottle of wine. The conversation, yeah, it'll be that real. I am so excited for this week's episode of the Rita Made Me Do It show. Guys, I've never done this before, okay? So I was nervous. My guest today was nervous. So I just wanted to do a little bit of an intro into what you're going to hear. So for the past couple of weeks, I've been talking all about goal setting. It started when I interviewed Laura Casey from Power Sheets and Cultivate What Matters. And then it ended with last week me giving you my five-step process for goal setting. But as I was talking to people about it, I thought, you know, there could be a lot of value in live coaching somebody through using this process, in talking them through a goal that they have on the podcast so others can hear, because I think sometimes it's easier to see ourselves than other people. It's easier to kind of go alongside somebody as they do something and do it yourself. And I just thought this was a really great opportunity. And I'm so happy because my guest today, Christina, who runs Agape Professional, like uh, she's a, a online business manager, does virtual management work for businesses. You're just going to love her. But she agreed to be on the podcast. And of course, like everybody, there's all this hesitation. We're like, do I really talk about some of the challenges or struggles that I have in my business? Like, does that, like, will that hurt my business? You know, and I think it's the exact opposite. And I know that all of you can relate because I relate, right? We are so busy sometimes. We're so focused on doing things for our clients to help them in their business or in their life or in their world that we stop doing it in our own, right? I mean, I see health coaches who are so busy helping their clients be healthy that they don't factor in time to be healthy in their own life, right? I see so many dating coaches who are helping people date and find love, and yet they haven't factored in any time for them to go on dates and find love. I see so many business coaches who are helping other people grow their business, yet they haven't factored in time for their own CEO time, their own strategy, right? Social media managers who are helping uh, business owners with social media, yet they haven't factored in any time for their own social media. Well, what you're going to hear from Christina is she has been so focused. She has been, up until recently, she has been fully booked with a waiting list. You're going to hear about what pivoted that, what changed that for her, and why that became a challenge. But she's been so focused on supporting her clients and helping them systemize and organize and grow their business that guess what suffers in her business, right? Which is like, hey, I haven't really been thinking about that with mine. I haven't really been thinking about what's going to get my business to the next level. And I believe that everyone 
no matter what stage of business. I mean, I work with people who have just started a business all the way to 20 years in business. No one is immune to this, right? And we all need those eyes. And so I'm really grateful for Christina being here. Guys, Christina is an incredible online business manager, by the way. Um, if you have any questions about what can help take the overwhelm out of your business, definitely follow her. Look in the show notes. We're going to put all the links to how you can follow her online, Instagram, how you can find out about her business, how you can email out to her. Um, but And, and as you're, you're going to hear, I have set a goal for her to sign three clients by the end of this year. So maybe one of them is you, right? Maybe one of one of you will be her client. But um, she really is incredible at what she does. And I think we all know we could use a little bit of overwhelm being removed from our business. But I just want to say again, thank you to Christina for being here and being so vulnerable and being so open. Thanks to you all always supporting and cheering on everyone, especially people like Christina who open up and use their journey as a way to help. And what you're going to hear today is me live coaching Christina through a goal that she has to become fully booked with a waiting list and helping her work it through my five-step process. And we even go deeper and zero in on specifics, on specific actions, why those actions, why those actions will help her reach her goals. And I picked this goal of being fully booked with a waiting list because I hear so many of you in my community say that this is a goal of yours too. And so I really hope that this will help. Um, I'm excited for you to meet Christina. I'm excited for you to hear everything that we talk about in terms of, you know, what caused this challenge for her because it wasn't a challenge. She had been fully booked with a waiting list. Why suddenly it was a challenge and what she's going to be doing over the next few months to realize this goal. So I will talk to you all. Enjoy meeting Christina, and I'll catch you next week. Hi, Christina. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Hey, Rita. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. I'm really excited. So, I mean, I, my podcast audience, if you've been listening to my podcast, you know, I've never really done a live coaching session on my podcast before. So I thank Christina not only for actually agreeing to be coached on a podcast, but to let me do it for the first time without her ever having heard me coach anybody before live. So I really appreciate you, but I'm really excited about your your goal. And I'm curious, what made you want to do this with me. I mean, I, I asked you, obviously, ahead of time and said, would you be okay to to be life coached around this? And I think that not everybody would say yes. So I'm curious what made you want to go ahead and take advantage of this. So sure. Um, I've been listening to your podcast now for a few months. Um, and I really, I like the way you speak on the podcast. I like the topics that you go around. Um, as a faith-based entrepreneur, I feel like I'm a little pickier with who the coaches are that I'm going to work with. And so when you reached out to me, I was like, all right, excellent. This is an opportunity to work with Rita and be on the podcast. Let's go. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love that. Mine's, I love it. So let's tell people about you and your business and what you do. So tell people the name of your business, who you help, you know, give that whole like little elevator pitch. And then that way I can hear how you'll answer that question as well. You got it. So I am Christina. I am the owner and founder of Agape Professional. Agape Professional is a online business management and virtual professional agency. Um, right now, actually, I'll be honest, it is just me, but the goal is to make this into an agency. And I am a right-hand woman for purpose-driven female entrepreneurs. I help take the overwhelm out of running your business. So whether that is managing your team or your operations or just setting down and being like, this is what we need to systemize and automate, I'm your girl. 
And I'm a, I think it's no shocker to anybody listening that I'm a big fan of delegate it all, delegate everything, <laughs> get other people to run it. That's the only way you're going to stay sane and have a sustainable business is if you can delegate sooner than later. So I'm really excited to have you here because I can just keep singing that message over and over and over again. But how did you get into this, right? It's not like we, we grew up saying, I can't wait to be an online business manager one day. So how did you get to doing what you do? Absolutely. So I am a corporate America dropout. For over 15 years, I worked in corporate America doing everything from starting out as administrative assistant, working my way up to executive assistant, corporate business partner. And then I was executive management team before I left my corporate America job. Um, I went through several years of infertility to have my child. And so when he was born, my husband and I were like, you know what? This is the time. I've always said I wanted to have my own business. I didn't know what that business was going to exactly look like. But after doing some research, this kind of just fit. Yeah, no, I let. So you're like, let's do it. Let's go. And so you've been doing that now for how long have you been doing running your own business? So I have been working in the virtual world for the last three years. Um, I actually started Agape Professional, though, in September of 2019. That's when I went official on my own as a business. Prior to that, I was kind of working just as a freelancer on the side for some local businesses. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and so what the way that all of this came about was I did a poll in my group asking people, what are some goals that you still have? for 2020? What do you think your biggest obstacle is to kind of achieving that goal? What do, you, what do you want to achieve? And you answered the poll. And I said, okay, this is a, this is a good goal because A, it's a good goal, but B, so many people have this goal, right? So one thing that you kind of said and you mentioned, and, and just so the audience knows, we have kind of exchanged some information between the poll and sitting here with you today. So I've got some, some back information on Christina. But one thing you said in that exchange of information is that you know, if your business was really running like a dream, that it would be fully booked out, right? Full client roster, wait list, you would be working the hours you want, and you would be spending time with your family. So if I were to ask you, okay, that, that's a vision for what you want your business to be operating like, is your current and immediate goal to be fully booked? Is that what you're really wanting to work on more than anything else when it comes to goals? Or tell me a little bit about that. Yes. Yeah, so that's really my goal right now. My back end in my office, obviously, if I'm running it for someone else's business, I want mine to be good. So I am ready and willing to take on new clients. Um, ideally, I want a dream client, don't we all? And um, to be honest, when I first started, I was booked out and it worked out really well because we were doing things through word of mouth and I was willing to just take on any client. And due to COVID, it was kind of a blessing in disguise because some of those ideal clients just didn't work out anymore just because of the nature of COVID. But unfortunately, because I was networking in person when COVID happened, my business kind of started going down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, uh, people who are so used to being able to just walk into a room and like be around people, this definitely hit them to have to move everything digital. And that's something I really want to dig into today because it's such a great illustration of different things that happen in different phases of your business. And I really want to talk about that. So um, so everybody knows, right, all this, like the past couple of weeks, I've been talking about goal setting. If you haven't picked up on a, on a trend or a theme with my podcast, guys, I've been talking about goal setting for the past couple of episodes. It started when I interviewed uh, Laura Casey, who runs a company called Power Sheets, which is an intentional goal setting tool that I 
it's been everything in my business. And then I did an episode around some of my favorite takeaways from uh, talking to her and working with PowerSheets. And then the last episode, I broke it down into a five-step process for setting goals in a way that you're more likely to achieve them. And that's what I'm going to work with Christina on. It's kind of taking her through this five-step process so you can just hear what it's like. Um, and so my hope is you're just going to grab a piece of paper and like work along, you know, side Christina with your own goals, pause it, do whatever you need to do. But I think sometimes when we hear it like educationally, here's how you set your goals. It's like, that's great. But when you hear somebody else actually do it, it's like, oh yeah, I can totally do it. I get that. Now I see what to do. So um, I'm really excited. So my first question for you, Christina, though, will be, I know your goal is to be fully booked with a waiting list, but what does that really mean, right? Because fully booked and, and the client capacity of somebody differs very much based on on a business. And, and so the first thing is you want to be spending time with your family, right? And you want to be living the life that you want to live. So I want to start there and say, tell me a little bit about that, because I think that that's what really matters the most to you is living that life and spending time with your family. Tell me in an ideal kind of vision, what does that look like to you? So ideally, fully booked out for me is I would like to be working under 40 hours. Um, I would like to be working with my ideal client on retainer basis because obviously we want to make sure that our financial goals are being met as well. I'm also looking at doing VIP sessions. So ideally, fully booked out for me is probably working with two or three clients on a business management slash support area, depending upon what those number of hours are that they need, as well as being able to offer two VIP sessions a month. Okay. So that's like the logistics of your business. We're going to we're going to dig into that a little bit. But let's cut over to this life again, right? Cuz everybody know that I believe that um your business should support your life, right? We don't we don't want to shove your life into your business. We want that but what that means is we need to really build a business model and a business strategy around the life. So one thing that I do with clients is is I say, "Let's get really clear on this ideal life because if we were going to start with part one, you know, step one of Rita's five-step goal setting process. It's let's make sure that the goal is getting us to where we ultimately want to be in our life, whether that's when we're 80 or 60 or 50 or whatever, but it's getting us to this ult of what matters most, right? And to a lot of people, what matters most is time with family, people we've impacted, financial security. So I know that this goal gets there, but I am curious about, you know, so we can build the right strategy and model right now today when it comes to spending time with your family. If I were to say, Christina, I want you to block out your life first. I gave you a blank schedule, right? And I'm like, let's block out your life first. When do you not want to be working? What what hours in the morning? What hours at night? Like, let's put a lunch hour in there for you. What, what weekends do you not want to be working? Like weekend days or when do you not want to be working? Tell me a little bit about what that looks like. So when you, when you don't actually want to be working. What I don't want to be working. Okay. So when I don't want to be working is I would love to have every other Monday off because of my husband's work schedule. Um, I would like to have Saturdays and Sundays off. I would like to have flexibility within my schedule so that I can be able to take my children and drop them off at school, pick them up from school, take them to a doctor's appointment if they need one in the middle of the day. For myself, I would love to at some point get back into belly dancing because I used to do that. Um, so that's my ideal life is to be able to say that I have that flexibility, that I'm kind of making my own schedule and I am fitting work into my life schedule, like you said. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love that. And a, a lot of times, and tell me if this sounds true for you, a lot of times people will say, cool, so after <laughs> after I have this many clients and I'm making this much money and I have this in place and I have that in place, then I will be able to take off every other Monday. Then I will be able to put some flex in my schedule. Then I'll be able to sign up for these belly dancing classes again. Is that very similar to what your thoughts are around around when you can do these things? 100%. Okay, so I'm going to challenge you a little bit right off the the bat, right? What if we said this is the only thing that will actually get you the business that you want, right? And and here's what I mean. The only way you're ever going to be taking off every other Monday, the only way you're going to have flex in your schedule, the only way you're ever going to go to belly dancing class, right? The only way you're going to have weekends off is if you just do it, right? And you do it right now. Meaning we need to make decisions in your business with the rest of this strategy around putting this already in place, right? Meaning we're just going to cross off every other Monday on your calendar. We're going to cross off the weekends. We're going to find when that belly dancing class would be, even if it's not happening right now, it might be happening virtually, who knows, but we're going to schedule it in as if it's already happening, right? How does that, what comes up for you when I say, that's what I want you to do immediately. Let's just go block this on your schedule now. Do you start having resistance to that? What comes up for you? I'm curious. So I definitely don't have resistance to it. Like I love it. And in the perfect world, I feel like it sounds amazing. And that's why I went into this entrepreneurial journey. But at the same time, I'm hesitant as to what if my clients don't love that idea? What if I can't find a client who feels that I'm that flexible and that wants to be that flexible with me? And so that's, I guess, where my hesitation is. Yeah, that's really normal, right? With like, what if other people don't like that, right? And so we get very scared to kind of set boundaries, but yet the boundaries are what's going to allow us to have a business that we love, allows us to show up as our best self, right? And allows us to to sustain. Uh, oftentimes, though, when we don't have these boundaries in place from the beginning, it becomes very hard to communicate in the way to prospective clients so that they feel like everything will be taken care of and everything will be provided for and everything will be, right? Because I think, you know, part of your model too is I need that flexibility in my schedule to be able to come and go, right? Well, I I think that, and tell me if this is true for you too, because I was just talking to another client about this. People who come from corporate America, when they start their own business and they start trying to get clients and they, they get clients, especially when it comes to the OBM space or the virtual assistant space, I notice that the mindset can very easily shift to I am their employee versus they just hired my business to do a service for them, right? Like they are hiring my business, meaning they agree to my terms and my conditions and my boundaries and my guidelines and my rules versus oh my gosh, when do they want me to work? When do they want me to show up? What are their rules for me? How do I like fit into their rules? Is that something that happens with you? Do you start slipping more towards like that employee mentality when it comes to that versus they just chose my business? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I think it's definitely um, a little bit of a challenge, of course, especially when I'm there, I guess, pitching myself or speaking about it because I do want that flexibility. I want to come across with those boundaries right from the start. But at the same time, I do kind of slip back into that corporate mindset of, well, this is another business owner and they're hiring me and they want me to do this. So now I guess I'm kind of like their employee. Whereas at the end of the day, it's just two business owners having a discussion. 
Yeah. So I, that's a mindset. Obviously, that's bigger than like this the, this one session. But like that's a mindset I would always be putting in the front right because what matters the most is that you're running a business that supports the life you want to live. We have to make sure then that the way you build your business is supporting that life. Because if you start building a business where it's not flexible and you have to be ready at a moment's notice and you're not able to take the time off that you need, then and you become successful. Let's say that your business gets successful that way. It's now dependent on that being the reality and being true, right? Those are the clients that you've attracted. Those are the clients you filled your space with. Those are the clients, right? Like that's the way you operate. And therefore that's going to be your reality. And, and then you're going to be like, this is not what I thought at all, right? But if we come at it from, let's go ahead and pretend, I'm not going to hold you to it, right? <laughs> but we're going to pretend you had a calendar and you're blocking off all of this time. and you. So it's kind of like reverse engineering, right? If you say, look, I only want to work, I'll just even use hours as an example. I only want to work 25 hours in a week or whatever, right? Then if you only give yourself 25 hours within which to work, you're going to have to make decisions in your business based off of what will support that, right? So it's like, how many clients can I take in a 25-hour period, right? Oh, I can take this many comfortably to be able to do the work. Well, what is my financial goal? Well, that means I'm going to have to charge X amount per retainer package or something, right, to be able to make that work. And then you can say, does that feel good? Does that feel bad? Do I need more hours? Do I need less clients? Do I need to change the rate, right? But at least we make the the decisions from what you want to be true. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And that includes serving your clients well, right? I mean, we're going to, it's, right. So, um, that's the first place that I would start with you saying, let's just really block out your life first so then we can make the decisions in your business for this to be your reality, right? For this to be your reality right away. Because again, like, and I did the same thing. I was like, I remember I wanted to work only 30 hours a week or something like that. And like, finally, I had to follow my own teaching, which is like, oh my gosh, the only way this is ever going to happen is if I just give myself 30 hours a week to work in. And then I have to see what I can't get done. And I have to delegate it, or I have to dump it, or I have to make decisions, or I have to do something around it. But if I keep letting myself work over 30 hours, I'm never going to suddenly feel like I can just start working, you know, 30 hours a week or whatever. So I love it because I just want you to hold on to that bigger why, right? Which is, this is to support my life. This is, so that's my priority at all times. That's the only way that this is going to work. And it's like that mindset of what if this is the only thing that could get your business to the level that you want, right? If I told you, and I could guarantee, and I can't, but like if I could, if I could guarantee, this is it. There's nothing else you'll do that'll get your business to the next level, but doing this and scheduling your life first, you'd probably do it, right? You'd right, absolutely. <laughs> so let, that's the mindset I want you to have first around it, right? But then let's talk about, because that helps us with the actual tangible piece of this too, right? Which is, what does it mean right now for you to be fully booked? If you were thinking about the hours you really want to work, whether it's 25 or 30 or whatever that is, how many clients, knowing the kind of work you like to do for that ideal, because you keep saying your ideal client, right? The work that lights you up with the kinds of clients that you want to be doing how many clients is that that you could comfortably carry at any one time? So I, my goal right now is two to three, depending on okay. the number of hours and the work that they want me to complete. Over like again, when I first started, I was booked out and I was working with three clients, and that was comfortable for me and for them. I felt that I was providing a great amount of service. I was still able to do professional and personal development the way I wanted to. I was able to be home with my child, and so two to three right now, depending on what they're looking for. And mm -hmm. then, like I said, I'm bringing VIP sessions in in 2021. 
And so goal would be to be able to do two of those a month as well. Two VIPs. So let's um let's pick three for this, right? Let's just go with three clients for sure. the fully for the fully booked plus the the two VIPs. But um what I'll say there is, you know, let's switch that mentality to from depending on what they're looking for to like this is the work that I want to do and I'm going to find the clients <laughs> that want this kind of work. Do you, I know I get that because I have an OBM and I get that it can be bendable and flexible. But if you're like, no, I like to work on a 20 hour retainer and doing these types of things, right? Like I want to help someone create a lead magnet and their, build their list and get their onboarding processes in place and these types of things. And I would like to be locked into a 20 hour retainer. Then we're looking for someone who's willing to to lock in to it. 20 hour retainer for that kind of work, right? It makes it easier to market to that ideal client when you're dictating what that is, what that looks like. It will speak to that person versus like you're just trying to say general things, hoping that someone will want something of what you do, right? Mm -hmm. And we'll say, okay, well, maybe it's 10 hours or maybe it's 15 or maybe it's. So I think the next thing, Christine, is that it's really important for you to know at all times a specific number of clients that you want, right? And you're going to go after that. Like, I want three clients that want 20 hours a week. Cool, done. We're going to go find three clients that want 20 hours a week. How does how does that feel to you? That's an interesting way that to look at it. I've never looked at it that way or thought of it this way. Um, it would definitely make looking at it a lot easier than what I'm trying to do right now in terms of getting in front of those clients. So I, I like that idea. Yeah. And I think too, right, that sometimes when we're kind of open to anything, that's where we end up getting overbooked, right? Because we're not even really paying attention to it very much. And it's like, oh, I'll take this five-hour client, and then I'll take this 15-hour client, and then this client just wants three hours a month. And then, if I, you know, normally I would like 10 hours in a retainer, but they just want this one project. And so I'm going to say yes to this project. And then suddenly you're looking at your month and you're like, this is chaotic. And I feel like I'm having to hustle all the time and it doesn't feel like there's any rhyme or reason to it. And I'm not doing the ideal work that lights me up. So again, I think it's like, remembering you're the CEO and you get to call the shots, right? You are the CEO. And it's like, so what do I want to be doing? I want to be doing this work for this many hours per client. So this is how many clients I can carry, right? And what that does in the future is allows you to track that too, right? You know, if you can have three clients at any one time, you can easily put up a visualization of like this client signs on in January and they fall off in March. And then, you know, the likelihood of them renewing is X. Oh, I'm going to have to find a new client starting in April so I can start that process in February, right? Like it allows you right. to really track it better when you know that set number of clients. So that's the second thing I'll I'll challenge you to is like, I think it's holding firm for what you want instead of thinking you have to take right? What comes your way. Does that make sense? 100%. I, I love this. <laughs> okay, cool. So I think so far the trend is like, you're the CEO, right? You're the CEO. You get to- Right. Be, absolutely. And you can, and it doesn't mean that like if somebody, if a client, let's pretend, again, let's just pretend it's a 20 hour, like month retainer that you're wanting from a client. It doesn't mean that if somebody shows up and says, hey, but I only want this. And you're like, I would love to do that. I would love to do that project that you can't say yes. It's just- you're making an exception to the rule, right? right? But there's a rule in place. So um, so I really, I really like that for you to say, okay, let's let's we're looking for three clients. That's going to be fully booked with a waiting list. But then the question is, when would you like to have those clients sign on by? Right. We gotta, we have to get a little more. So step one is like making sure, guys, that your goal is attached 
to what really matters the most in your life. If the goal that you're not setting doesn't get you to where you ultimately want to be, you're not really going to do the things to achieve that goal in a real way. And for Christina, time with her family is important. And the people she works with, the purpose-driven entrepreneurs making an impact and like doing something greater in the world is important to her. And one thing she let me know too is financial security. And she said it at the beginning of this. That's important because that supports my family, right? Well, being fully booked with a wait list allows her to do all of those things, right? Have the the financial security, spend time with. So that's a check, 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 right? Like this goal is getting her to where she wants to be. But now we have to get to setting the goal itself. And I think if we leave a goal, it sounds specific, fully booked, but if we don't make it measurable, if we don't make it specific, right, then what's going to happen is that just kind of becomes this nebulous thing that we never really know if we've achieved it or not because we've never really set what that is. So now we know three clients, right? But when would you like to have these three clients sign on? What what is the goal for yourself for which it's like, I'm going to be fully booked by signing three clients and it's going to happen by X date. What comes up for you there? So my number, I already actually have that set because I'm all about measurable goals. Okay, cool. And so February 1st is my date. Okay. So by February 1st, right? You're fully booked. Let me ask you a question. Why Why the February 1st date? Um, well, I really started just remarketing myself in the last month. And so I wanted to give myself three full months to really build that community, those relationships, to have people understand what my true value is um, and bring those people on. Okay, cool. I would love to challenge you again, Christy. No, go I saw, for it. I, That's what I'm here I would, for. <laughs> I would love to rewrite your thinking that it would have to take that long. Do you okay. see what I'm saying? Like, um, because let's say that as you're out there building the relationships and educating people about what you do, right? Like somebody's like, oh my gosh, like I would love that right now. You're going to sign them on right now, right? So like the idea is why not three people in 30 days? Why not three people by the end of the year? Why not three people, right? If I'm out there doing this, then why why would it be so far out of the possibility, right? The realm of possibility that three people could want what I need and they need it around the holidays and I'm going to sign them up for it, right? But if you give yourself that, that arb- it sounds kind of arbitrary, right? Like I just decided three months is how long it takes for me to, to do this. You're really going to use that time, right? That idea is like, a task always expands to fit the time right. it's given. And if you say, I've got till February 1st to sign to be fully booked with a wait list, like that kind of slow rolls the urgency of making it happen sometimes. Do you feel like that could be true? Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely think that could be true. I think the three month goal that I was setting was kind of like following all of these social media gurus who are saying like, well, you need this amount of time to build this audience and this community. And yeah. so, you know, there's so many people that are putting so many things out there, but you're right. If you set a goal with a quicker date and you have an urgency to it, you're going to push for that goal quicker. Yeah, push a little goal. Now, now here's where the dichotomy comes in a little bit that I talk about, right? It's like setting the date to motivate you. Like, I'm going to be fully booked with a wait list by the end of December, right? Like, I'm going to be fully booked with a wait list by the end of December with three clients. I'm going to sign three clients and have a wait list by the end of this year, by, by the end of December. But we also detach from that deadline, right? Because we don't, well, it's like if you all of a sudden became fully booked with a wait list by the second week of January, you're not really going to be that upset, right? Do you know what I mean? Right. So it's like we're giving that deadline to motivate the actions and the and the the urgency because you'll show up in a different way for that. At the same time saying, 
But that doesn't really matter if I reach that deadline date or not, right? Because it can, it's going to, it's like, it's completely inevitable. I'm sure you've heard me say this. It's completely and totally inevitable that I'm going to sign three clients, right? I don't exactly know when or how, but it's a done deal. I hope it's by the end of December. I would like for it to be by the end of December. And therefore, I'm going to pick all of my actions as if it's the end of December. But like, it's coming. So if it doesn't happen by the end of December, I'm not worried about it, right? Like, mm. it's still on its way to me. But chances are, right, the chances are the types of actions you're going to take and the way you're going to show up would make that more likely to have happened or at least be more done, right, right. more advanced towards. So um, it's that that both – it's a completely done deal, but I'm not tied to this deadline date, but I am going to let that motivate some of my decisions. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay, cool. So your 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 goal then is let, let's say right to be, and I'll give you till the end of December, right, because of the holidays. So like, yes. to, <laughs> I'll give you that. I'll give you that. You know, to to be completely booked. You know, well, actually, the goal is really I I sign right. I like to word it as if it's almost a done deal or like it's it's active, right? I sign three clients by December thirty first, twenty. 20, right? I signed three clients by December 31st, 2020, exclamation point, right? That's like the the goal, right? Um, and so that leaves open, right? And, and you can get a little more specific, which is like, I signed three clients for my 10-hour retainer package, right? Like, comma, by December 31st, 2020. So I kind of like making it that specific as well um, to have that. So then the next part of that, though, is, well, what will it take, right, to get fully booked, to get three clients by the end of, of 2020? So tell me a little bit about what comes up for you when we start talking about actions, right? If I were to say, I want you to brainstorm a list, write a list of actions for me, Christine, about everything that it'll take for you to get fully booked by the end of the year. What starts coming up for you? So I think my mind immediately goes through the challenges that I'm having with getting in front of my ideal client. Um, okay, so let's talk about that. Okay. What are the challenges? Yeah. So I guess the challenges is that when I first started this process, again, I was relying kind of on in-person networking and word of mouth. And so the clients that I was working with were all local. And again, I got them through word of mouth or a networking event, you know, and now I'm going all digital. And so when I first started my journey into the social media marketing realm, Instagram just was my place. I liked being there. It was fun. Um, I was starting to gain a following. And then I realized that although I was gaining a following, it wasn't necessarily people who were going to hire me as my client. And so now I'm struggling, I feel like, to get in front of those right people and to find a way to attract those right people to seeing the value that I bring. I also was putting a little bit probably more fluff than sales pitches out there because I was booked out. And so it was really more of just having that presence of social media, like, oh, look, I'm a real business. I have my website up. I have a social media. And now it's a matter of what's my content marketing strategy going to be to get that ideal client. Okay, cool. And this brings up so many wonderful, ju juice. I hate that word juicy, but it brings <laughs> up wonderful, juicy. I just feel like every entrepreneur, oh, this is so juicy, but like this is juicy. And I'm really, I'm really glad that you brought it up, right? Because this touches on so many different things with a business owner, right? And one is 
what you said that I just want to highlight really quickly, which is oftentimes when we are fully booked, we have our clients, we're making the sales we want, we kind of full-fledged stop that pipeline building, right? It's like, oh, I've got clients. I'm so busy over here in this client work or like, hey, I'll just like do bare minimum to have this like presence. But we we abandon our strategy and that puts us in that never-ending hustle feeling, right? It's like your clients leave or your clients drop or your clients don't renew and you feel like you have to start all over again, right? Oh my gosh, now I have to go out and find new people and I've got to like really build that relationship and then I've got to get them to hire me. And now there's an urgency that's not good attached to it, right? As opposed to, oh, wait a minute, because the concept of fully booked with a waiting list, right, means I'm always pulling in people who want to work with me and I'm saying, hey, I'm booked until February, but you can put a deposit down (laughs) to hold your spot for February, right? Like I'm fully booked, but you can put a deposit down to hold your spot for my next opening, which is in July, right? Meaning you have to be pulling people in and still having sales conversations and still doing that, right? Um, So I think it's that's a normal thing to do, right? But then it becomes how do you do that in a way that allows you when you are fully booked to do the client work and not get so sucked into, you know, this di- this like pull between I don't have time to build my business because I'm so busy with my full client load, but I can't be so busy with my full client load <laughs> that I'm not building my business. And so this is where, and I'm not sure if you've heard me talk about this, uh, Christina or not, I believe that there are two phases of business, okay? I believe that there's a business building phase of business and a marketing phase of business. And I think that you are in the business building phase because my definition of that is I'm not at the income I want to be making or I'm kind of making the income every now and then. I just haven't kept it consistent for six months or more, right? And once you're at the income that you want um, for six months or more, then you're in a marketing phase, right? Meaning, okay, like, I've got everything working like a well-oiled machine. I just have to kind of keep my pipeline going. I always have clients flowing in. But business building is, I need money now. (laughs) I need money now and I need it in the immediate future, right? And I bring that up because I think that the actions for business building slash marketing are different, okay? And so when you're in the business building phase, networking, whether it's virtual or in person, speaking, Facebook Lives, or speaking to groups or associations or organizations or civic groups or something like that, and vendor tables, exhibitor tables in a world that has vendor tables (laughs) and exhibitor tables, and sales calls are like the only actions, right? But then over in the marketing phase, that's like pipeline building activities. That's a, a freebie that grows your email list. That's like newsletters. That's a podcast. That's um, articles you write. That's social media marketing posts, right? The value-filled posts. Like those are all things that on their own probably aren't going to have somebody just click and pay you money. But those are things that will get people to schedule a call with you, right? Like or want to come see you speak or want to come network with you or whatever. Like when they read a post, when they read an article, when they hear this podcast episode, right? It's going to be something that makes them go, oh, I'm aware of her. Now let me go find out more, but not, oh, there she is. Click add to cart. Just going to buy her 10 hour, right? Retainer package. 100%. Yeah. So if I were to say, how are you filling your days? Knowing now I'm in the business building stage of my business, would you say that you're filling it with networking, speaking, vendor tables and sales calls, or are you filling it more with you know, social media, put like the educational marketing posts, newsletters, um, or are you maybe not filling it at all, right? Like what's the reality of the tasks and the activities that are actually filling your day? So I would say that I'm probably doing at this point now, because I've released my last client, 
Um, I am probably doing about 50% networking, 50% educational post content stuff. Okay. What does networking mean to you right now? Like, what are you doing for networking? So I've been starting to participate in some of the Facebook groups and learning more about where the ideal one is for me or the ideal several are for me. I also on Instagram, I've been building some relationships, whether it's, you know, following people who I would love to work with or you know, bring value to my niche that I could potentially collaborate with. I have been sending direct messages to people, not unsolicited. They're more of the, hey, we're looking for this, reach out, or I have a real value. I've seen a typo in their post that I think should be brought to attention, whatever it is. I don't, I don't ever want to be that salesy, pushy person in the DMs that's just like, oh, hey, how you doing? Um, And that's pretty much it in terms of networking right now. Um, I've been looking for virtual events, but I haven't really found any that have piqued my interest just yet. Okay. And when you, when you say participating in Facebook groups, define that for me, how are you participating in Facebook groups? So it depends on really what the group is. So if some of them are doing those, you know, threads where you promote your business, I always make sure that I'm putting it out there. Some people they'll ask a question and I just, I, I, know the answer to it. So I'll, I'll share the answer. Um, there's been a few times now, um, spreadsheets, Excel, those kind of things are, are my, my cup of tea. So there's been a few people who've reached out, Hey, really struggling. Can you help with this? And I'll, you know, sh- shoot them a quick email like, Oh, Hey, this is it. You know, this is, it's an easy fix. Um, and just trying to bring value in that way. Okay, cool. So there are two, two things I want to just touch on there, right? Which is, when you participate in the promoing your business threads, I mean, those are those are great or they're not, right? Either way, it depends on the group. Mm-hmm. But that's not networking. That's marketing, okay? So that would be a marketing activity in the marketing stage. Networking is true interaction and relationship building, right? So answering somebody's question, that does that does count as the kind of networking that would happen in the business building phase, right? So it would be commenting on other people's posts, whether that's to answer a question, like you say, but I'm going to touch on that in a minute, or even just cheer them on, like, yay, way to go. Or when other people do educational marketing posts and they ask a question at the end, right? Like, so what are three mindset tips you love? Like, actually saying the answer, like, here are my three favorite mindset tips, right? Not just love it. Yay. (laughs) It's like, no, (laughs) like actually answering, right? But even if it's not about what you do. So if somebody's like, hey, does anybody know a good book that I could read at the beach? It's like, the more that you get visible, right, just giving value like that, right, that really helps a lot too. And then the other is outreach for coffee chats, like virtual coffee chats or virtual coffee connections to get to know about a business. But that real-time interaction, right, that becomes the goal of online networking. And we're going to pick up with why that built your business offline so well, right, the networking offline and the the parallel between those. But the other thing I want to talk about before I get there is um, – the answering the question. Okay. So here comes with some more boundaries and some more container setting from the CEO standpoint, right? I love answering people's questions. I mean, I think that giving value is the best way to get clients, right? But you have to remember, right, that this is to get clients and that this is to grow a business, right? So I'm curious when people post like, hey, I'm struggling with this in my business and you go to comment on it, right? You give the, the you say, hey, that's easy. There's like a tip. There's a fix. I can email you a spreadsheet or I can tell you right here. Is that pretty much all you do? Is that what you say? Or is there anything else that happens in that interaction? Tell me a little bit about that. 
it's mostly been like, here's a quick tip, or let me take a look at that for you. I've had two or three interactions where it's actually led to us like jumping on a Zoom call where, you know, at the end, I'm kind of like talking more about like other services I could potentially provide um, if this is like where they're struggling. But and both of those like opportunities, it wasn't really an opportunity. They were kind of a newer entrepreneur themselves. They weren't really looking for assistance. It was just, they were stuck on that problem, but I have been trying to invite like more conversation versus this is the answer to your question. Cool. And I think that what can help with that is having some rules around what you will or won't do in different environments or what I call containers. Okay. So let me give you an example. For example, The way things are now, this was not the way it always was in my business, but the way things are now in my Facebook group, I don't answer specific individual questions about a business. If you were to post in my Facebook group, hey, Rita, do you think that this is a great target market for me? Or do you think that these are good actions to achieve this very specific goal of mine? Or do you think like... I won't answer those questions in the Facebook group. If you want to talk about your individual business, cool, you have to get on the phone with me, right? Now, if it's a general question about goals in general or about what is conversion and what are, you know, some tips to convert more or I answer those in my Facebook group, general questions. But if you have a specific question, I'm going to need more info, right? I'm going to have to like, I won't be able to get the whole picture from DMs or a comment or two. I need you to get on the phone with me to have that conversation, right? So it's like for you knowing, hey, like maybe it's, yes, I know how to do this. I help clients with this. I'm going to need a little more information from you, though, to be able to help if it's a specific question in that kind of nature saying, I'd love to offer you a complimentary clarity call and we can go over this, right? Like, and I can tell you a little bit about this. I just want to make sure I have all the information I need. So I'm not giving you information that's not really gonna help you or work, right? Versus like, if somebody's just like, what does onboarding mean? Or what does whatever, you could be like, here's what that means. Here's what you need to be looking for, right? But it's like, if you want to talk about this in your business specifically, Miss Jane Smith, right? Like, I'd love to offer you a call. So if you just get in the habit of always saying, I'm answering the questions, but it's to get them on the phone with me so I can have a real conversation with them around their business. How does that sound to you? That sounds great. That's exactly what my goal really is. Cool. And then I think that the next piece of that, okay, so the next container is, but when they're on the call with me, I'm not going to give to them for free what clients have to pay me money for. Okay, because I know for you, integrity is probably a big core value and being in integrity with your business is important. And I think that that means when I have clients paying me money for something, I'm not going to do that same thing for free to someone else, meaning you have to know. Yeah, I might give you a tip or two around this, but I'm not going to start coaching you through the whole process or I'm not going to take you through. Right. So knowing that up front and knowing to say, hey, yeah, I'm happy to give you three tips, but like for me to actually help you with this in a meaningful way, that really needs to be a a relationship that is, you know, me working on behalf of you (laughs) to do this. Right. And so I think if you know those rules ahead of time, it becomes easy to move people through that process of, hey, I'm answering a question, but I think we really should talk more one on one because I really do need more specific information. I'd love to offer you a free call to do that. Right. And then on the call, it's like, yeah, let me get some information information about helping you get clear about what the next step is for you. But I'm not like going to answer your whole problem and do that. That's something that people pay me money for. And it wouldn't be right for me to just solve that problem for you. I think sometimes I see people answering questions and they're just solving the problem. Like, here you go. This is it. And people are like, great. That's what I needed. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. And we're just thinking, well, surely now when they need somebody, (laughs) they're going to come to me because they know that I did a good job. Right. But like, that's not really the way that people's brains 
work necessarily. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Okay, I'm following. Cool. <laughs> okay, cool. So it's more like, again, those CEOs, what are my rules? What are my buckets? What are my boundaries? What are my containers? And making sure that I follow those, but that they're moving people logically through my sales process, right? It's like people aren't just going to get on the phone with you if you just answer, hey, I, I'd love to answer that question for you. Let's get on the phone, right? They're going to be like, who are you? I'm not going to get on the phone with you. But if you're like, yeah, here's this and here's why I think getting on the phone is so important to talk about this. Now that's a level of trust, right? That's a level of, oh, she really knows what she's talking about. And I think I want to get on this free call with her. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yes. So then let's talk about why like it seems like networking online seems to be a slight more of a struggle than networking in person. Okay. So are you familiar with the customer journey cycle? I am. Okay. So you know that it's awareness and then people consider you and then people purchase from you, right? right? Here's the thing about that consideration phase. And in the consideration phase, everybody, that's really where people are getting to know, like, and trust you, right? So it's like they become aware your business exists. Now they are getting all the information they need to know, like, and trust you. And then they purchase from you. Well, that consideration stage can last from one day to two years or three years or however long it takes, right, for that to happen. But when people are meeting you in person or when people are getting word of mouth referrals, it's often much quicker, right? Because when they're meeting you in person, they see you, they're interacting with you, they feel like they know you, they see your eyes, they see your smile, they see how you toss your hair, they they feel like, oh my gosh, like I of course they know her. I'm right here in the same room. They feel the energy, they feel that, right? So that that's a shortcutted process to trusting somebody. And with a referral, same thing, because they inherit the trust of the person referring. So they're like, oh, well, if Rita trusts Christina, then I'm gonna trust Christina because I trust Rita, right? So that's shortcut. But online networking, they're not getting those, you know, it's not a word of mouth referral from somebody that they already know, like, and trust. And now they're not getting the benefit of in-person networking, right? They're not getting to know you. They're not getting to like you or trust you as in that same, like, overwhelming, like a big wave of Christina kind of way, right? It's slower. So the process is slower. So you have to factor that in that, like, there are more steps in that consideration phase, more steps in that relationship nurturing process before they'll purchase. So it can't just be they become aware of me and then they're going to hire me. So then it becomes they become aware of me and then I have to continue to nurture this relationship. And in that nurturing stage, I need to build knowledge of who I am as a person. I need to build trust in me and that I'm going to deliver on my promises, right? And I need to show them I'm a credible expert and authority. So my question to you is, where is that bucket? Where is that container where after somebody becomes aware of you, maybe you answer a question or maybe they, you know, they engage with you in some kind of way with online networking for now. Where are you having them go where you are just pouring that bucket full of all of the kinds of information they're going to need to know you as a person, like you as a person and trust you and see you as a credible expert and authority? So I think that's probably one of my biggest challenges is I do have my website and obviously I have like my about me page where, you know, I think it sounds like me and it's personal about me. Um, And even my Instagram, you know, it does have, but my Instagram right now, I don't have like any pictures of myself up. Um, And I I did, I did take a peek and and I'm glad you brought it up because I was wanting to bring that up. Nope. And and you wouldn't be the first person to say, you know, (laughs) put a picture of yourself up. Um, And I think when I started the business, I just, I didn't want to have to put myself out in there and show like, this is what I made for dinner. And this is why you should hire me as your online business manager or your virtual support professional. And not that it's bad that there are people that show all of that. 
But again, because maybe it's because I come from corporate America. I'm not conditioned to want to do that from a business standpoint. Like for me, I want to bring value and say, I am great at email automation. I am great at proofreading. I can systemize and streamline your back end of your business for you. But do you care that I really enjoy eating cheeseburgers with? <laughs> I do, Christina. Meal? I do. Well, yeah, I'm kidding. Email, <laughs> cheeseburgers and guacamole, we will grab lunch. I do, actually. <laughs> and also that's cool. But no, but I, I get your point, right? But I think, again, it's going to come back to a theme that we're seeing in this call, which is there is a difference between being an employee and being a CEO and a business owner, right? right? So it's like, you are not your business, okay? So I want you to untangle that a little bit, right? You own a business. You have a business, but the business is not you. Meaning what Christina needs might not be what the business needs. And what the business needs might not be what Christina needs and wants, right? And sometimes those are going to be in opposition. Like Christina needs to be in the shadows and needs to just do her work. The business needs to be in the limelight, right? The business needs to be. And the way it is, you are the marketing department. You are the sales team. You are the CEO. You are everything for your business, right? And so it's kind of saying, when I'm marketing the business, I'm not marketing me as a person necessarily, right? What I'm giving people is what they need to trust me as the CEO of a business or trust me as. So it doesn't have to be, here's what I cooked for dinner, right? But imagine if it's like a little uh, Instagram story or a photo of like your, like if I did a photo like this of my podcast setup, guys, here's how I do a podcast setup, right? Like it doesn't have to be professional. You can put a pillow over a thing and just like start recording, right? Or sit in a closet. Like that's personal. That's oh, Rita sitting in a closet recording a podcast. But it's also like, and this is why I can trust her because she knows that I can just do this, right? She knows that I can get it done. So in my thoughts with you, that's like, here's a peek at me working on a lead magnet for somebody. Or here's a peek of my office setup. Or here's my like process for X, Y, Z. Or like that is still getting to know you because it's personal. It's like, here are three books I'm reading right now. Or like, hey, I'm doing a podcast. Like, this would be, per I'm doing a podcast interview today, guys. And I'm in my car because my kid is awake and I'm kind of, I needed quiet, right? Like, that is showing you're professional. You're on a podcast. You're being interviewed on a podcast. But also, like, that's a peek at Christina. Christina went and got in her car. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's like realizing it's not just about any personal information. It's what information will make them feel like, I know Christina, right? Like, I know her personality. I know her values. I know how she works. I know, like, what's important to her in her life, right? And I want those same things, right? Because for you, the reason you're helping people get overwhelmed, take away overwhelm from their business is what? Like, when these passion, uh, purpose-driven, passion-filled, whatever, purpose-driven, right, entrepreneurs hire you to take away the overwhelm, what are you really enabling them to do? I'm enabling them to rise to their own purpose, the reason why they went into business in the first place. I'm giving them their time freedom back because maybe they're a mompreneur like I am and they want to spend more time with their kids. Or maybe they really love Yorkshire Terriers like you and I do and they want yeah. to spend time with their pups. Um, right. So, so, so do, you start seeing, do you start seeing right there, though, how showing some of that in your own life would start calling in the right clients, right? If you had a picture of you with your Yorkie, if you had a picture of you, you know, out at the playground, it doesn't even have to be of your kids, but like at a playground saying, so glad that on this like beautiful, crazy 70 degree November day or whatever, I can be out 
at the playground with my kid, that you're going to start resonating with people who have those same values, those same wants, and those same desires, right? Mm -hmm. But it doesn't have to be, and I ate a cheeseburger today, right? But it can be, (laughs) hey, guys, like, I really am enjoying a project I'm working on in my business, and it was totally okay to give fish sticks and chicken nuggets to my to my kids today, right? Yay, Tyson's, right? Or something like that, because other mothers will be like, yes, that's exactly it, right? right? Or something like that. Do you, do you start feeling a difference that way about how you can show who uh, I you do. are? That's exactly it. Yeah. I wasn't looking at it from that realm. I was looking at it more of like, why do I need to share this behind the scenes sort of stuff? Because I'm just used to being behind the scenes. But now I can see that where that would resonate with someone because that's what resonates yeah. with me when I'm following someone. When you're that's that is always my next question, right? Like you follow me, like what makes you follow? Like when I or when I'm if I shared like, hey, I cooked this crazy meal today. There's usually a re- like I ordered a meal delivery service because I knew I was going to have a lot going on with you know um, a couple of travel days or whatever, and I was like, I don't want to cook, I don't want to do all this stuff, and so I did this right. Like you would resonate with that because that's the value of yours. Delegate it, automate it, get right. rid of it, read exactly. it, girl. I love you, ready to go, right? So that's what I mean by showcasing your values, et cetera, but in a real personal way, which will help you with this. How do I get in front of the right audience? It's not really that you need to get in front of a different audience than you're in front of. It's how do I let the people I'm in front of see me and know me so they resonate with me and want to reach out to me in a deeper way. And it's through this, right? And it's also things like, so that's knowing who you are. But, um, and so the face, right? Because people hire and and purchase from other people, even if it's a business, right? We want to know there's a real person behind there, you know, that I'm not just giving my money, right? But also that they can like trust that you're going to deliver on your promises, right? And that you're an authority. So that's things like case studies, testimonials, right? Or sharing like your own processes, what you're doing in your business, your own procedures, your own delegation, your own like story, right? Because that's like, she knows what she's talking about, right? So how often do you share that kind of stuff, like a case study or a testimonial or, um, you know, those things that would let people, or I'm being interviewed on a podcast or this is happening, like that would allow you to say, I'm an expert and an authority at what I do, guys. I'll be honest, I haven't really done any of that. I just started putting that together because, like I said, I was I was going well, more with fluff because if I would say that my number one learned mistake on this entrepreneur journey this year was not building my pipeline after I was fully booked out because now no one expected COVID to happen. No one expected things to happen. And now here I am starting again to rebuild that pipeline. Yeah. And that's why, right, that in-person happens so quickly because that no like, trust, et cetera, you can have a conversation right there real time in 30 minutes, hit all the boxes and somebody can feel like, oh, I know you and I trust you and I can tell your values and I can, you just told me about a client you worked with and all that's great. I'm ready to hire you. So now it becomes, I need to be replicating this in a bucket online, right? So I would say that that's one of your biggest actions in the action plan is I need to make people aware that I exist and then I, I need to get them to one place. It doesn't matter where that is. Instagram, um, a Facebook group that you run, a newsletter, right? Like LinkedIn, wherever that one bucket is. But it's like, that's where I want everyone to go more than anywhere else. And from there, I can get them other places, right? But that's where I'd like them to go so that I can create a plan. And it's not just a content strategy plan, but it's a, I can create that plan of what I'm going to be putting out that will let people know me like me, trust me, see that I've done this, I've helped people, that I know their specific individual 
problems and pain points and that I have solutions for them and right that I will deliver, um, that I can be trusted, that I will deliver on what I say. When you know that it's going to be in that one place, you can create your content strategy for that place. But when you know this is the kind of content I need to be putting out there, right, it can become a little easier. And you know, oh, I get it because this is how people start trusting people. <laughs> Right. Like this is how people trust so that they purchase from me. Right. Which means that the next thing that I want to get to is that you said that you help um, these purpose driven entrepreneurs, right, take the overwhelm out of their business. But I would love to challenge you to get really specific about what that means. Right. Like, what does it mean? Like, how, how are they feeling overwhelmed? Where are they feeling overwhelmed? And what will allow what will happen for them in their business and their life if you take the overwhelm for them. Do you know what I mean? If you take right. that work for them. And one thing I heard you say earlier was, well, I like saying I can help with systems and streamline your processes and I can help you get organized with emails. I can tell you as a business owner, right? <laughs> I'm never tossing and turning at night going, gosh, if I could just systemize my onboarding process, then everything will be okay, right? It's like, oh my gosh, if I could just like, I don't know what, get 10 hours this week to myself, then I'm going to feel a lot better. Or like, if I could just sign clients like with ease, you know, build my list with ease that would feel so good right the solution to that is what you do right i that like i what i want you to see and i think this comes from the corporate america side too is a little bit of what you do is not necessarily the results that somebody is technically wanting right so it's like you help people systemize you help people streamline you help people automate you help you but the results that your clients are wanting are what to have more time with their family to get clients with more ease so that they have more fun in their business so that they can show up and make more impact for their clients so that and i feel like when i was looking at some of the stuff the way you market you're not marketing those end results being i help you get clients with ease. I help you have more time with your family. Right. <laughs> like I help you do this, right? Where you are really good at saying, I can help you with an onboarding process, right? I can. Do you see what I'm saying? Yep, How does absolutely. that feel? Does that feel true to you? Yeah, no, that definitely feels true. And so then what comes up for you if I was like, so in that content that we're putting out, we want to show more like, I know your problem isn't onboarding. <laughs> your problem is that you're not having enough time for X. And by having a really good onboarding system, I can help you get that ultimate result of your time. Does that feel good to you to talk about it in that way? Or does that feel a little uncomfortable for you? Um, no, I think I'm comfortable talking about it. I just, again, because of my corporate background, it's it's getting back to that. It's getting more specific in the storytelling as opposed to this is what I do. You know, I'm used to having a resume and a job interview where I'm like, this is what I can do as opposed to the story of, I get it. You want those hours back in your day and this is what yeah. I can do. And this is why I like Instagram or something like that over a website, right, as the bucket for this consideration phase and nurturing. Because I think you're actually able, and your website can do this too, but it's more real. To, again, it's that interaction feeling. I'm I'm commenting. You're commenting back. I'm watching your stories. I feel like I'm with you today. I feel like I know it, right? It's it's that. Whereas a website is like static. A website's the same every time I go to it. It's not going to change and make me feel like I'm growing in my relationship with you necessarily, right? Unless you had a blog on it, which could be the bucket, right? Like a blog could be a bucket to do that. So the reason that I do like Instagram better for this kind of like relationship nurturing piece is because one, it's going to allow you to make it, I think, more about them as opposed to you. Does that make sense? So like on, uh, sometimes on an about page, I'll go to it. And here's a trick about your about page. 
Count the number of times you say I, we, our. So at my agency, or I have these credentials, or I do this, or I do that, or we do this. It should really say you. You're struggling with this. You're frustrated with this. You're challenged by this. This is what you want. This is what you need. You don't want to do this. You do want to do this. Well, at my company, this is what I help you do, right? Yet we load our about page with like, me, me, me. I do this. I do that. I'm really good at this. I can help you with this. This is what I can do. And that makes it about you, not them, right? But if you come at this like social media, at Instagram, at all of this for this, it's about them, right? Then that makes it a lot easier to start saying, I get it. You're feeling overwhelmed. I get it. Like you're ready to cry at the end of the day because you're like, I shouldn't be working 20 hours. That's not why I started my business to work a 20 hour day. I started my business so I could actually spend time with my my kiddo. And this is a whole week. I haven't been able to like spend any time with them. Right. Like I get it. You're feeling like this. I I can help you. Right. Like I can help you do that. So how does that feel? Does that feel better around social media to know it's not really about talking about you? Does that make sense? Yeah, I definitely think it's um. I think it's something I know that I need to do. I just haven't implemented it yet. And again, I don't know if it's because I wasn't getting specific enough with my action steps or what it was, but it's definitely something I see that's going out there. And I see the people that are specific, like that are being successful doing it. I just haven't gotten there yet. (laughs) Yeah. So let's, let's say if we were to write this out, right? Like your, your goal again is, you know, you sign three clients for, whichever, you know, however you label your retainer package by December 31st, 2020, right? And then we say, and and a way you do that is by having, I build awareness, right? And I build awareness through networking online. That's what it is right now, right? right. And networking online can be commenting on other people's posts. It can be um, uh, asking people to have a coffee chat so I can learn more about them and their business and their goals and maybe refer people to them, right? It's about um, answering, you know, people's questions online and saying, hey, I, I, I know that I have a resource for you. Would you like to schedule a call and talk about that, right? Like it's, so those are your actions there. Like number one is build awareness, do it through these things, commenting, extending coffee. And then you and I could like dig later off of this about like how many time, how many, but it's finding the time. Like maybe it's just, I spend 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes at night scrolling through and commenting on all the posts in the groups where I really want to get visible. Right. And then it's like, okay. And I extend one request for a coffee chat a day so I can learn about somebody else and their goals and their business. Um, and not even talk about mine. That's not what it's for. It's just to learn about them and their business and hopes that I can refer them to events, people, places, opportunities, right? Um, Okay. And then I answer like at least three questions, whether that's on a blog or it's on a Quora or it's on Facebook or it's on whatever, but where I feel like I can give value, Mm -hmm. I'll go ahead and answer like a specific question about what I do, right? Do you see that? But then it becomes step two is, and then I need to, for everybody that's starting to see me, everybody that I am talking to, engaging with, right? I want to make that invitation to them join me on Instagram. Like that's where I'm always like, blah, blah, blah. I'm putting out free. I'm putting out stuff that will help. Like follow me on Instagram. I'd love to continue our relationship, right? Like connect with me on Instagram. I'll follow you back, right? I'll interact with you there. I'll talk to you. We can learn about each other's businesses more that way, right? Does that make sense for you? And then it becomes putting specifics around it. So what does that mean? It's like not just following other people on Instagram, but every day I'll follow one new person and I will comment on three of their photos, right? Or I will like, and I will say, I'd love to learn more about you, right? Or I'll say, can I send you a direct message or something like that, right? Making it very specific with what you're going to do every day. I think if you really focus on that consideration bucket, especially like people are becoming aware of me and I'm bringing them here. And now I'm going to share at least one post every day 
that in some way is letting them know who I am or trust me or see that I'm an expert or see that I'm know that I know what I'm doing, you're going to find that the awareness starts paying off more because now they're building that know, like, and trust in you. And so just becoming aware and then there's no trust being built. Does right. that make sense? Yes. Because that's what okay. I feel is happening. I have people who know that I'm there. They just don't know me enough to say, let's buy from her. Yeah. And, it, and, and we do that because in the real world, in the in-person world, it's like, but people meet me right away and then they say, I want to work with you. Let's have a conversation and let's, right. But it's like, oh yeah, but in the digital world, that trust is different. It builds in a different way. And I have to give them what they need for that piece, right? right. Otherwise, it'll just be awareness. People don't aren't ready to hire me right now. And then nobody ever hires me. And I'm always having to get in front of new people instead of I already have eyes on me. I just have to keep deepening that relationship with them so they see that they need me, right? And so that they're ready to hire me and they have all the pieces they need to trust that decision and to trust that I can help them, right? Which means I have to put that out there. So that would be like the main thing, right? And then the final piece of that action plan in a way is, well, I, I want to leave it there. I, I, we'll, we'll take this to the next step, which is to put an intention behind the goal, right? Okay. So this is what we were talking about a little bit with the process of getting to the goal is the experience once you're at the goal. So a lot of times we'll say, after I reach this goal, here's the experience I'm going to have. I'm going to live this great life. I'm going to belly dance all day long. I'm going to go see my kid. I'm going to do all this stuff, right? But like if the process is work all the time, overwhelmed, stressed, et cetera, when you reach the goal, what's going to happen is it's going to feel the exact same. And you're going to be like, why didn't that help? Why don't don't I feel like I can suddenly have more time or go to this belly dancing? It's because the process of reaching the goal was now dependent on you working all the time. And it et cetera, et cetera, right? Okay. So if I were to say the experience, we talked about this a little bit at the beginning, so I'm just we're circling back, but like the experience that you want to be true after you've reached this goal is you want to be spending more time with your family. You want to have a fle flexibility in your schedule. You want to be belly dancing, right? So it's like I run a successful business and I do it while what? Like prioritizing my health, having a hobby, um, spending time with my family, cultivating meaningful relationships. Do you see what I'm saying? Like right. I run I run the successful business and I do it while doing these things. What would you say? It's like I run a successful business and I do it while what? What would two or three things be? While continuing to be there for my family and my child by still enjoying time with friends and being able to serve at my church. Okay, cool. So then here's the thing that gets added to that action plan for your goal. So now we have the goal. We have like, I do it and I do it by building awareness. And here are all the baby steps of what building an awareness is. And we can put like numbers around that for daily quotas and things like that. And then I also am nurturing the relationships by directing them to Instagram and once a day putting this kind of content that can do this kind of thing. And we could create like a more content streamlined structure for that too, right? But now it's like, but also what is one thing I can do every day to be there for my family? What is one thing I can do every day to connect with my friends? What is one thing I can do every day to serve God in my church? Does that make sense? Like yes. if you ask yourself, and it doesn't have to be huge, right? It's like, what's one thing I can do in alignment with my current time situation, in alignment with my current money situation to do these things, right? The process of getting there is the experience being there. So the only way that you're going to have time to serve God in your church and to spend time with your friends and to prioritize your family 
is to start doing those in your everyday process, right? right? So that becomes a very important part of reaching your goal is to make sure that the process of reaching your goal feels good and feels the way you want it to feel once you've reached the goal. So the final piece of that action step is to back it with that intention, which means, okay, cool. Every day I have to do one thing to be there for my family. I have to do one thing to connect with a friend. I have to do one thing to serve God in my church. And that could be just do a prayer. It could be you know, uh, tell a friend something. It could just be text somebody good morning. It could be hug my husband before he goes to work. It could be whatever, right? Like, but I just need to do one thing every day and get in the habit of that. How does that feel to you? No, that feels great. That's exactly where I want to be. Like, you know, I want to be able to do more than one thing. But yes, that's right. exactly yes. where I want to be. It's like you can do as many as you want, right? Like, right, but, right. but but the minimum of, because it's so easy to fall out of the routine and be like, gosh, I didn't do anything today to connect with a friend. Do you know what I mean? And right. it's like, oh, that's the most important thing. So like we have to prioritize that. And that's what we were talking about before. It's like, that's the way to the goal. Like if you don't do these things, you won't reach the goal because you'll be burned out and you'll be overwhelmed and you'll be stressed and you'll be all that. It's only by doing this that you'll be able to reach the goal, right? Because it'll be exciting knowing I can live that life right now. Imagine when I'm at a bigger level, right? Imagine exactly. when I have more time. Yeah. Um, so how do you measure progress of your goals when you're working towards your goals? Because that's step four, right? Measuring progress visually of not just like uh, obtaining the goal, although that's one, but of the action steps. Do you do anything to measure that? Um, so I am a big fan of to-do lists. So I use Asana okay. to put all of my goals, my tasks, what I'm doing. And so I break them out basically by date and I kind of follow through. And then at the end of each week, I go through, make sure that if there's any tasks that didn't make it, that they make it to the next week um, for myself. I also try to prioritize like n- my like intangibles, like things that cannot change at all. So I always, every morning I wake up and I do a devotional in my Bible. I, you know, take my child to therapy. I work out each day. Like all of those also get into my schedule. So oh, I'm, good. Okay, cool. I like yeah, that. So, <laughs> so when I schedule out like my day, I kind of schedule it into like time blocks of where I can get things done, whether it's my work or my family life or just outside things. And that's kind of how I prioritize and keep track of where I'm going. Okay, cool. So I would love to challenge you to do it a, a little, like on, on a different, slightly different level, right? Which would be the actual actions that we brainstorm now around like building awareness and then the actual actions, right? Commenting on somebody's posts or um, uh, reaching out for one virtual coffee chat or these, once you've brainstormed and finalized all of those actions based on our conversation, I would love for you to set whether you're going to do that every single day, once a week, or like a certain number of times over the course of the month, right? The idea is to be able to, to measure taking that action and taking that step but in that consistent, repeated way, right? So if it's like, I'm going to comment on, I'm in a Facebook group, I'm in the All In Entrepreneur Facebook group, and I'm just going to make sure that I'm visible in that group by cheering people on and commenting on their stuff and like really like supporting them in a big way. It's like, cool. So what does that mean? Well, it means that I'm going to comment on 10 posts a day, right? Okay, cool. Well, then that would be a daily action. And you would need to be able to check that off every single day, right? But if it's like, um, you're in, like, let's say that it's, um, I'm going to reach out for a virtual coffee chat, but I only have enough time for like one virtual coffee chat a week or something. So every week I'm going to email out somebody saying, I'd love to connect with you virtually. Like, I'd love to like learn more about your business. I'd love to, that will be once a week. I need to be able to check that off, right? Or maybe it's like, I'm going to, um, 
do behind the scenes peaks of my business, but I don't know what days and I don't know when, right? But I'm going to do it. So every time I work on it, I'm going to shade in this little progress bar over the course of the month. And I know I'm trying to shade the bar all the way through by the end of the month, however that looks, right? Like, do you think you'd be able to measure things in a more visual way like that to keep you consistent with the actions? Yeah. So actually, that's kind of how I do it now. I guess I wasn't specific enough when I described it. Oh, no. Cool, cool. So, so yeah. So the way I do, like, so if social media is one of the things. So I have, like, I post on social media Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. And so I check off those. And then I have, you know, um, the new goal that we have with the participating. I would have, like, a weekly goal of I'm going to do it five times and then I kind of like shade them in as I go or on Asana, I click them off as I go. It depends on if I have my paper plan or my electronic, however else I'm doing it. So that's kind (laughs) of how I keep track of them. Um, And then I usually set like percentage goals for me. So for the month, so like I want to hit like 90% social media engagement throughout the whole month. And then I'll add it all up and I kind of let myself know if I've hit the mark or I didn't. <laughs> okay, perfect. So what I want you to add to that are these, what is one thing I can do every day to be with my family? What is one thing I yep. can do every day to connect with a friend? What is one thing I, every day to, you know, serve God in the church, right? I want you to add that like, I love it. into yep. it as well. Okay, cool. And then we also want to measure that feeling, right? With like, how am I feeling today? How am I feeling? Because if the answers are too many overwhelms, too many anxious, too many, we need to stop and take pause of that. So ask yourself every day, how am I feeling? Just like, am I feeling good? This should be fun. Like, this should feel good. Like, I should be feeling abundant or grateful or happy or et cetera. And it, that's the way you can gauge and go, well, what's going on that I'm feeling like this? Because that mindset or those feelings could also block your your path to achieving the goal, right? So we want to make sure that we're taking stock of your, your feeling. And then how are you with celebrating? That's that's my final step, right? Celebrating. How are you with celebrating? Do you do you celebrate achieving a goal? Are you like most people I work with who are like, oh no, I just I reached the goal and then I'm on to the next goal? Or like how how do you do there? Yeah, no, I reached the goal and then I'm kind of on to the next goal. <laughs> that's my corporate America people, right? That is what we do. It's like, okay, cool, on to the next one, right? So there are two things here, which is once we have this fleshed out action plan, right? Like here are all the things I can do to build awareness. Here are all the things I can do to nurture this relationship and all the types of content, all the time. And here's how frequently I'm going to put out all these things, right? Now we're measuring that and we're measuring all of that is there are two things I want you to celebrate. One is now we know you're going to be fully booked with a waiting list by the end of December, right? Like, so we need to go ahead and book a celebration as if that's true, right? And this is where people are like, oh my God. I'm like, okay, first of all, don't book something you can't afford. <laughs> don't book something like, like that you can't get a refund for or something. But like hotel rooms are often, you know, can- able to be canceled tw- up to 24 hours in advance or a spa day is able to be canceled or, you know, so, or it's going to be something that you're like, I- I'd do it anyway. Like I- a magazine subscription or, you know, whatever it is, but it's like a, a bag you've really wanted to buy. Or so- the idea is we want to book our celebrations already as if that's a done deal, right? Like it's a done deal that I'm going to have this many clients. So like, I absolutely need to go ahead and just schedule this celebration, right? But the other is, do you celebrate the steps that you take to reach the goals? Oh, I definitely don't celebrate the steps. <laughs> that so I can 100% you, say. And why Why is that? What do you think is going on there where you're not, is it just you're not thinking about it? Or is it, if I were to say, I want you to start celebrating the steps, are you like, I don't know how? What Like, what comes up for you there? Yeah, I guess I don't even realize it. It just kind of becomes like part of my to-do list and I'm just checking it off and it's just part of like the everyday mundane keep going. Yeah. So we want to change that piece, right? Like even if you don't book your, I'm going to book my celebration as if this is a done deal, although I hope you do. I think it's more important 
to celebrate each step that you take because the goal is nothing more than the byproduct of the step, right? So the idea would be if you're like, every day, every week, I'm going to comment on you know, uh, 50 posts total over the course of a week or something like that, right? The idea is when you do that, let's celebrate that you did that, right? If you're like, I'm going to do a Facebook Live video of my behind the scenes, like an Instagram video of my behind the scenes today or something, oh my gosh, that's scary for me or that even if it's not, it's like I did it, right? We want to start celebrating those steps. So that becomes like smaller daily celebrations. So I would love for you to create a celebrations jar. I don't know if you've heard me talk about this or not. Okay. No. Okay. So a celebrations jar is like just a mason jar that has like little slips of paper of ways that you can celebrate with ease, right? It can be big. They can be big things, but it can also be take a bubble bath at the end of the day or subscribe to a mag, because who subscribes to magazines anymore? Subscribe to a magazine or download an audible book or, um, you know, like uh, listen, find a new podcast or ask a friend for a virtual, right now, virtual happy hour date or like do something, right? But it's like little, go to bed earlier, just read a book for fun or, you know, do something like go get ice cream, you know, something like take a walk to uh, this pretty park I've never been to, like all of these things. You write them all down on a piece of paper and you put them in the jar. And then when you've taken one of these actions, especially an action that's uncomfortable or scary or something that is like to mark the end of taking daily action for a week or something, you go in the jar and you pull out your celebration. And then that's what you do. Right. You do I love that. So cute. <laughs> and and it's more than cute, Kristen. I'll tell you what's going on here. So like a lot of times if we reach a goal, we feel like we don't really know how we reach the goal. It's like, oh, that was a fluke. Out of the blue, this person just called me and said, I'd love to hire you, Christina. Or like, out of the blue, I had three emails from somebody who wanted to work with me. Or that was crazy, right? Like, I wish that happened more often. But when I say, how did you get there? People are like, oh, it was like out of the blue, Rita. So it's like, but it wasn't out of the blue. It's because you posted every single day. You commented on people's posts every day. You showed up like this consistently. You did behind the scenes peaks of your, it's like, oh, so by celebrating the actions that you take to reach the goal, you'll actually Actually, your brain will hold on to the memory of how you reach the goal and it will feel like, of course, we can reach it again. We signed this one client. This is how that client found us. You know, they said they trusted us because they read our daily posts and then this and that. And I celebrated those. So I remember how I got this client to self to sign on. And now I feel like I can repeat it again. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. That's so, so great. I would love for you to create a celebration. I, I'm doing it. it. It's on my to-do list. <laughs> good. And it becomes fun to actually take the actions that way too, right? So yeah, I would love for you to do that. I think that would be fun, right? So I think that like the key here, one thread that I'm seeing for you is, and and some other answers, just so people know that you gave me, right? I saw that you have like, I'd really love to spend more time on Pinterest and I'd love to create a lead magnet and I'd love to, and just what I want to show is That's more marketing stuff, right? That's more in the marketing phase. So I'd really love for you to double down and get consistent on the business building things, but not all of them. We've picked them. Networking, which means that relationship building, and then directing to a place where you're putting that consideration information for them. And it's like wash and repeat, wash and repeat, wash and repeat, all with if you struggle with this, if this sounds like something you want, if you see yourself in this, if you get on the phone with me, let's have a call. Let's see what the right next step is for you. Right. Right. Does that does that feel like something that you could easily just like keep repeating over and over? Yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. But with right these additions of like 
but I'm going to try to do this living the life I want now. Or at least I'm going to say, what's one thing I can do every day to X, Y, and Z as part of my process? And I'm going to celebrate the steps. And I'm going to have more fun with the way that I'm showing up for my business. Yes. Okay, cool. And I'm then the ba- and the last the last little note I had are these boundaries, right? Remembering I control my business. I control how I work with clients. I control like how what I do online and what I do like the containers with which I communicate with people, right? So no more just giving full answers about specific problems. It's like cool, be, get on the phone with me. Let's I need more information from you. Let's have that conversation, right? And being like almost like I'm not available for people who aren't willing to at least get on the phone with me for an answer about something that could change their specific individual business. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So how does this feel? Does that feel like you have something more concrete to be able to get fully booked with a waiting list? What are some of your concerns going you know, forward after this call today? Because I know this is one call in like a little bit. And I'm going to follow up just so people know if you ever are somebody who gets on my podcast for this coaching, like I'm not leaving, Christine. I'm going to follow up with her and make sure she has this written plan and make sure she has it able to be executed. But like, how are you feeling? What are some of your worries? What are some of your concerns or, or what other support do you think that you know, you need going forward to help motivate you? What things do you need to put in place to keep this moving? Um, I think for me, it's also going to be um, a time management thing. It's now kind of changing the way I'm looking at the business and how I'm going about with the networking. Whereas right now, because there wasn't such very concrete actionable steps, which is what I exactly needed, like that's exactly what I needed for these concrete action steps that I can now track and make sure I'm doing. Now it's how I fit them in within my day. And how because again, if I'm living my real life of what I want, my family comes first, my faith comes first. And so now it's where do I put this in? And how do I schedule it out, which will come because that's, that's my thing. And I enjoy it. And so now it's a matter of getting those action steps on the calendar and in my to do list the way I want it to happen. Cool. So we will definitely offline, we'll work on that. But here's just kind of what I want to leave you with. And if other people are out there saying, yeah, me too, I need to get this done. Take a week and just block out from that week. Like we said, start with your life first. Here's my morning routine time. I'm not working during that time. Here's my nighttime routine time. I want to be with family that time. Here's my lunch hour. Here are the days I don't want to work, right? See what you have left. Then say, okay, in an ideal world, I have three clients, right? So when would I be doing that client work? And block out the client blocks as if you already have clients, right? So client one, work on this hour, client two work on, or maybe it's just from one to five every day, I'm just doing client work. It might be whichever client, right? But like one to five or one to three or whatever it is, I'm doing client work in that block. Then you see your other blocks and you say, that's where my business building happens. That's where my networking happens. That's where my, so then knowing I'm going to be networking and I'm going to be doing these things, or I'm going to be relationship nurturing through content and I'm going to be doing it there. Here's where that gets scheduled, right? Maybe I'm like networking online from nine to 10 and I'm writing content and posting it from 10 to 11. And then I take my lunch 11 to 12 and then I'm doing client work 12 to two. And then I'm done. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, I would love to see you just schedule one week from that reversed way, blocking out your life, then blocking out client spots as if you already have three, the three private clients that you're going to sign, and then see how much time you have left for the business building, and then schedule that in, right? And what happens is when you get to the client work blocks, when you don't have clients, it's just extra business building time. That's extra time to say, okay, now I have time for more networking or more relationship nurturing or more outreach or I can now go over to something that's a little more marketing, like work on a lead magnet, or I can go because I've already checked off my business building time. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, I, I do. Because then okay. I like, I feel like then I, once I have the clients, I still have that space and to continue to market and build my wait list. And I like yes. that a lot. Yeah, exactly. Right. Cause you're scheduling for that from the beginning, as opposed to just like getting clients and saying, ah, I didn't provide for any time for clients, right? Like, I don't even know when I'm going to put them in. So now other things have to go. It's like, no, I'm setting the schedule the way I want it. So like, if I were to leave you with actions, one is just take a, a schedule and block out a week in that way, right? And then number two is write out your detailed monthly, weekly, daily action plan for both awareness and how you're building that awareness using the business building phase of business actions. And then the nurturing, right? The relationship nurturing and how you're going to do that no like trust, what kinds of content, how frequently are you going to share it? Like, when are you going to do that? Right. And then it's okay. And then it's, and make sure that you're adding in the what's one thing I can do every day to boom, 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 the three things you want. Have that way of what you already kind of do of being able to measure the progress and then create that celebration star and really start celebrating the steps, right? As we work to and keep that goal in sight. I signed three clients, you know, for this by the end of December 31st, 2020. And it's like, I'm just going to keep working that until it works. That's the mindset. That's going to happen. And it may happen on the 31st. It may happen shortly thereafter. But there's no doubt that it's going to happen. So my only job now is to show up at the energy level of somebody who's already had that happen, right? right? Which means like, what would that person, well, they would be nurturing relationships. They would be doing outreach. They would be doing all of the stuff. That's your only job. Does that make sense? Perfect sense. I'm excited okay. to get started. Cool. Me too. And I, like I said, I will not leave you high and dry. I will follow up with you. We will make <laughs> sure that you have this action plan. I would love to look at that sample schedule of yours, right? And then uh, when you have that celebration start, let me know. We'll go from there. Do you uh, have any other, do you have any other questions? I don't think so. This was great. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for being with me. And everyone, thank you. If you want to be coached on a future episode of the Rita Mimi Do It show, feel free to email me at feedback at ritamimidoit.com. Just let me know that you're looking to potentially be coached on the podcast, and I will get back to you with uh, more information and, and to see how we can best help you uh, reach your goals. So I will see you all next week on another episode of the Rita Mimi Do It show. Hey, before you go, thank you for listening to my show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts and leave a review. It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Rita Mimi Do It show. And my goal is to share this business boosting and life-changing content with as many people as possible. In fact, because I value your time so much, Every month, one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. So if you want to get laser focused and go all in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now. And then head on over to readamimidoit.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode.